This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. Hello, everybody. I'm Allison Footer, and I am here with my friend Richard Justice, a special treat, a special podcast. The two Houstonians are going to spend the next 15 minutes waxing poetic about the local team. So, Richard, uh, where do we start? We just attended a media luncheon. The Astros host a yearly annual luncheon. They feed us. They show us all the new food that's going to be at the ballpark in the upcoming season. And they also tell us about how good they are as a team. And you really can't argue with it uh, because of the success they've had in the last couple of years. But, you know, to hear Jeff Luno, the general manager or president, talk about it, um, it's the Astros are in fine hands for a while. I would say this to every Astros fan. This, uh, and I'm reminded of when the Boston Celtics had Bird, Parrish, McHale on their front line, and there was quibbling about this and that. And Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe wrote a, wrote a column that said, essentially, and I think the first paragraph was, shut up. It's never going to be this good again. And I would say this to every Astros fan. Enjoy what you've got here. It's never been this good. It's never, ever been this good you don't know when it's going to be good again. This franchise is built for the long-term to succeed long-term to sustain success and all of that. But you don't know, this is not just a good team. This is an entertaining team. And what was struck me about uh, the luncheon on Wednesday was that Jeff sort of did a reset of the organization for people don't know, they will lost 111 games in 2013 their attendance was near the bottom of baseball. Their TV ratings were zero. There were distribution problems, but even the homes that were getting the baseball games weren't watching the Astros. Now their TV ratings have skyrocketed. They drew an eyelash under 3 million. They're a hot commodity. It's a cool thing to go to Astros games. And the team is not just good, back-to-back 100-win seasons. But when you have George Springer and you have Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman and Correa and Verlander, you have guys with a certain um, likability factor, not just likability factor, but you want to go out and see George Springer play baseball. And, you know, you and I have lived through plenty of bad times. So I hope we're able to enjoy what we're seeing here that, you know, and what people ask me, and I know you get the same question, are those guys really like that? The way they are in the dugout, you know, they just like each other. And they like playing. And I tell them, yeah, that's what you see is what you get. So, yeah, that's the that's where we start this the 2019 season is that they're going to be a really good baseball team. They've got a really good farm system. They've got some money to spend if something comes up. And uh, we'll see what uh, – I, I hope we're all able to enjoy the ride, you know, because it's a long time to October. And October's – nothing in October is guaranteed. Even when you win the World Series, you go back and look and – 10 things had to happen during the postseason that were improbable. But so here we go. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, you know, when we look back at 2018, uh, the amazing thing is that they had key players that were out for long, long periods of time. <laughs> uh, Correa was out. Altuve was out. 
set a club record for wins. They're so deep and they're so talented. And there is one person on this roster that I think is going to be a major contender for MVP in 2019, not just a top five finisher, but a, a real legitimate uh, guy that's going to be right in the mix in September. And that is Alex Bregman. Um, you know, he set, he set records for under 25 players for under 25 infielders. You know, these are major league records for offense. Um, he's just, uh, he's the most confident. Um, I think he's probably the most confident player I've ever met at that age in all the years that I have been around this team. And, um, and he is very good at uh, throwing himself out there. And I recently the Houston Sports Awards, which is uh, just in its second year, but it's very successful. They sell out. It's at, it's at the uh, Hilton Americas downtown. Um, and they basically celebrate uh, you know, the best and the brightest of all the sports in Houston. And they give out, you know, the best athlete and the best coach and the best moment. Um, very cool uh, event. And they have like a red carpet. They call it blue carpet. Uh, it's sponsored by Gatorade, a blue carpet procession. And everybody gets out and then they walk down the down the carpet and they do interviews and they have in the back, um, you know, lined up behind the media. They invite uh, young people to come and to watch and to wave at their, you know, favorite players. And and the uh, the kids from Santa Fe High School, who, of course, were part of the tragic school shooting from last May, uh, were invited to come down and also some other kids from other nearby schools in that area. Um, it was very cool. So Alex Bregman comes out of, you know, the town car that went to pick him up and he does some interviews. He had walked over immediately to the kids. He didn't know who they were to say hello, to take some selfies, uh, you know, sign some autographs. He comes over and talks to the media. And then we said, you know, these kids are from Santa Fe. He's like, oh my goodness. And so he went back over um, and just made his way down the line, you know, and he was also with his phone taking his own selfies with the kids because he's hugely active on social media. And these are things that he likes to put up on Twitter, on Instagram. He's got his own YouTube channel, um, but he's so relatable. And I, it was hilarious. You know, I'm getting, the, I've been around a while, let's just say, and I'm like, I feel like I'm covering Justin Bieber. I mean, there was screaming and it was just wonderful. And, um, and I, I just, I have to hand it to him because he's really, you know, the guy it's, there's, you know, there's a lot of Astros players that are very friendly with the fans but like Alex Bregman just takes it to another level yeah the two young guys stand out uh, Alex Bregman and Lance McCullers Jr. in that they understand the power of social media and I think in a lot of ways Bregman might be the whole poster boy um, for what a professional athlete should be in 2019 you engage with the fans you understand you have a platform you use that platform for good and it helps that he's a great player you know when he first got there like, we didn't know how smart he was, how clever he was, but we've seen his personality emerge day by day. But you remember, back in those first days, manager Adrian Hinch would tell us stories about him, you know, about his confidence, that it was, you know, he would tell a story like he would challenge him. Hey, that guy that plays third base for Oakland, Matt Chapman, he might be better than you. I, I hope he doesn't outplay you today. And Bregman would go crazy, you know, like, and he'd hit a home run and be rounding the bases screaming. And there, people are going, what is going on with this guy? But as he's become a star, a great, he's morphed into a great player who had a great postseason in 2017. Uh, we've seen him come of age. Like, if you want to know about his surgery, uh, it's right there on Instagram. That's where you have to be that, you know, as certain parts of the media are declining and going away and they don't have time to tell the story and all that. In some ways, players, it's incumbent upon players to tell their own story and to tell it the way you want to do it. Justin Verlander is great at it. McCullers is great at it. 
And Alex Bregman's about as much fun as any player um, we can re we can remember. You know, it's so different when you and I think about what Bagwell and Vigio, how they what they stood for, play the game the right way, keep your head down, and all that. No, it's okay. It's okay to have a brand, and uh, and Alex Bregman has a great brand. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think Astros fans are, I, you know, I, I think they get what uh, what kind of player Michael Brantley is, um, but I don't know that anybody's truly comprehended what it's going to look like with two of the toughest players in baseball to strike out in the same lineup, maybe back to back. It's just uh, mind boggling what the frustration that they're going to cause. Uh, opposing pitcher, pitchers. So this should be a very fine year. I, I do want to ask you, like, if we have to uh, be nitpicky and try to find some kind of area where the Astros might still want to look to improve, I don't know. I guess maybe I just feel like this is not the catching tandem that they're ultimately going to go with. Um, I just don't feel like that's Jeff Luno's way of doing things, even though I think Robinson Chirinos was a very good pickup. Um, do you think that they're just going to go like, you know, straight up kind of a platoon situation behind the plate? Or do you think that they might want to upgrade there? I think it's day by day. I, you know, obviously he wanted JT Riamuto and he had some conversations about Crandall. But look, in terms of Riamuto, it was going to cost them Kyle Tucker. And one of the things Jeff says is he you can look at certain teams now that have had a great run and their farm system is decimated. And he just said, I'm, we're not going to go there. So I like the offseason in that sometimes less is more. Michael Brantley is a big-time player. Before Lindor and Jose Ramirez arrived, he was their best player and had a couple of years of injuries. So if you're going to go get a guy, you get a guy that fits. And then in Chirinos and uh, in the catching, you just you do – you'd get guys that can fill in and that can fit in and play to play the defensive position in a way, Miley, you see a bargain. So do I think this is the catching tandem? I think if the team as a whole, you know, like Martin Maldonado did a good job last year. He was not an offensive guy, but he did, or you could tell the pitchers like throwing to him. And obviously they, they love throwing to Brian McCann. But if, if you go and look at the whole team and if you get the offense, you know, like, you talked about they won 103 last year with Altuve and Correa, not themselves. Well, they won 103 last year, and really maybe Springer and Bregman were the only two guys. Well, Bregman was the only guy that exceeded expectations, and Springer met them. Other than that, you know, there was a decline in every other part of the field, so it was pretty remarkable. Of course, when you have the greatest rotation, the best rotation in baseball, that, that helps. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to play it day by day, and I think this is what he said. You leave – you leave some things on the table. You keep, you hold back some money, you hold back some prospects. And if something comes up and there's a guy available or you feel you have a glaring need, you now have the flexibility to go get it. And, and you can do that when you know you're going to win your division and you know you're going to be playing in October and you know you have a really good team. So, yeah. And, um, I, one of the things I like about Luno, and I think it's something that drives some fans crazy, is that he is very patient. <laughs> and he may be guilty of overrating his prospects, but at least he has prospects. At least he's hanging on to those prospects. Our MLB Pipeline Top 100, they have seven and eight. They they have uh, Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley, seven and eight. So in, I think, six overall in the Top 100. So you don't, normally don't have that after a run a run like they've had here. 
Yeah, first, I think MLB Twitter put out a, a survey, who will win the Rookie of the Year Award in uh, 2019? I believe Forrest Whitley responded, me. Um, <laughs> See, they're, they're not kids, lacking These confidence. kids today, what has happened to them? You Listen, you don't tell your story. I tell your story, okay? I'll make you what you want to be. Go ask Lance Berkman. He wasn't really lazy, but we made him lazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I'm all for I, I always tell people, I'm like, look, if these guys don't have the mentality that they are better than every other player on the planet, they don't get to the major leagues. The ones that get to the major leagues, it's physical, of course, ability, but it's also a lot of the mental aspect. I do want to ask you one last question. We only have like one minute. So at this Astros luncheon, they always put out the foods that are new to the ballpark and they just let us just dig in. Um, and then I use it as research because I like to write about this stuff. So did you have, did you have these smoke, smoked pork burnt end top tots? I think they call them tatos or whatever. Did you have them? I did not have them. They look great. I had a shrimp po' boy. I had one of the hot dogs. It looked great, you know, and it was, what that, what that food reminds me is, what that food reminds me is, there is not many better ways to spend three hours than to go to Minute Maid Park for a game, or in some cases, five hours. Um, and, and you know, <laughs> they do an amazing job. You know, this is ballpark food. And Reed Ryan's introducing this chef and that chef. Like, hey, throw a couple of dogs on. Let's go, you know. So, no, I, I, was, I didn't. Did you have the burn-ins? I did. Crispy tater tops, top, top of smoked pork burn-ins, queso, uh, barbecue sauce, green onion, and pickle chips. People don't walk, run. Run yeah. to section 127 and section 409, and you will find them there. There were a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, new burgers. There's um, the, like you said, the fr the fried shrimp po' boy. That's new. There's a, a lamb euro. There's, uh, there are, there's all kinds of things. And what so, about beer? Is there any beer there? And the beer. Yeah, they have a little beer sampling. Yeah, so, the Astros uh, have their own beer now, thanks to Carbach and. Wonder who taste tested that? It's um. Well, I did. No, 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 no. As they were making it, oh. the, front, the front office went over there and made an afternoon of it. It's well, like I said, to, you guys like are said not back Reed, in the office. I said to Reed Ryan, uh, "Truck day is my least favorite day of the year, and this is my favorite day of the year." Exactly. So. Um, anyway, okay, gotta run, Richard. It's always fun talking to you. Thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. We'll catch you next time.